Hello, I'm Paulette Lee, and you're listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. If you're over 60, you're still worthy of being heard. You may be part of a growing trend among we seniors, participation in a grand family, also called kinship families. In 2020, an estimated 2.7 million grandparents in the U.S. were taking the lead in raising their grandchildren. In fact, according to Generations United, a national network of grand family caregivers, close to 8 million children across the country live in households headed by grandparents or other relatives. In 2022, close to half a million children under the age of three lived in a household where both a grandmother and grandfather were present. And this doesn't take into account all the grandparents who babysit their young grandchildren while the parents aren't available. There are many reasons why a grandparent may be providing needed care for a grandchild. Part-time, it's often because the parent or parents are working. Full-time, that is actually raising their grandchildren, may be because of parental addiction, mental health issues, emotional problems, neglect, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, parental youthfulness or inexperience, such as in a teen pregnancy, unstable home life, lack of financial resources, domestic violence, divorce, military deployment, or death. From the grandparents' perspective, assuming the role of parent for their grandchildren is a role assumed with love, but also challenges. Typically, grandparenting is a time to be indulgent, not a disciplinarian, to have fun, not have to set rules, to enjoy the privileges of parenting without the responsibility. I remember when I became a grandparent for the first time, I echoed the sentiments of others. Boy, if I'd known it was this much fun, I would have been a grandparent first. (laughs) Well, not being a disciplinarian and not having to set rules and uh, uh, not having responsibility, those aren't possible for the frontline grandparent who finds herself, and I'm going to stick with the feminine pronoun as it's applicable more frequently. Uh, She finds herself having to make many adjustments in her life, from finances to time to location, even to lifestyle. Folks who study this phenomenon of grand families, of course, I'll list some resources on the Woman Worthy Facebook page, say taking on the role of raising a grandchild can bring mixed feelings because grandparents feel increased anxiety and pressure while also appreciating the closeness to their grandchild. They say grandparent parents report a greater sense of purpose in their own lives, though it can also come with heightened stress. The common stress from meeting a child's basic needs, combined with the additional stressors brought on by demands not experienced the first time around, such as financial and physical demands, not to mention emotional issues. For example, grandparenting alone, perhaps because of widowhood, when parenting was done as part of a couple. Even more than when they were raising their own children, grandparent heads of households need support, not just for the children, as in medical and education costs and discipline and guidance, but also for themselves. Of course, it's not just the older adults who need support. The kids do, too. 
Here's some advice relative to that that I found. In brief, realize your grandkids will have mixed feelings too. Moving to a new home is never easy, even in the best of circumstances. When children are dealing with the loss of regular contact with their parent or parents, the move is even harder. And if the children have suffered from emotional neglect, trauma, or abuse, those wounds will not disappear just because they're now in a safe place. They will need time to heal. Your grandkids may resent being separated from their parent and want to return, even if their home situation was dangerous or abusive. Don't take this personally, although it's hard not to. The parent-child bond is powerful. Even if the children are old enough to understand that they're better off with you, they'll still miss their parent and struggle with feelings of abandonment. Your grandkids' feelings may come out in many ways, including behavior. They may lash out with aggressive or inappropriate behavior, or they may withdraw and push you away. No matter what their behavior, your grandkids need your comfort and support. If you start to get angry or upset, put yourself in their head. Picture what they've been through and the confusion, mistrust, and fear they're probably feeling. Remember that children often act out in a safe place. While it may feel like your grandchildren don't love or appreciate you sometimes, their behavior actually means they feel safe enough to express frightening emotions. As in any family, children need to feel secure. They thrive in a stable and predictable environment with rules and expectations. But especially if they're older, they also need to have input into and some control over their living conditions. And they need private space. Open and honest communication will help them cope. When deciding what to tell your grandkids about the situation, it's important to consider, and these are not my words, by the way. I, I'm not a professional in this area. These are, this is information or tips that I found in my research. So um, back to telling your grandchildren about the situation that it's important to consider their age and developmental skills. Avoid telling the child too much. Many children are simply too young to understand the whole story, but avoid telling the child too little or nothing at all. If children learn about what's going on from someone else, they could feel hurt, de deceived, and confused. Never twist the facts or lie to the child. Even very young children know the difference between the truth and a lie. The best strategy is to be honest with your grandchildren at their level of understanding. And I personally am going to insert here, beware that uh, once the truth about whatever their situation with their parents is known, they could be, the, your grandchildren could be subjected to bullying. So you need to watch out for that. Uh, be aware and get some assistance with that also. It's not always possible for children to remain in contact with their parents, and at times it may not be in the child's best interest, and I'm going back here to the recommendations that I found. In general, it's healthy for your grandchild to maintain relationships with their parents, especially if they may live with them again. Don't put your grandchild in the middle. Oh dear, I have to confess I'm guilty of this. Try to set aside any feelings of anger or disappointment you have toward your grandchild's parent. Avoid venting issues or saying critical things about the parent in front of your grandchild. And don't make your grandchild feel guilty about spending time with their parent. Help your grandchild with disappointment. Sometimes visits don't go well or the parent doesn't show up. 
then to a friend if you need to, but avoid the temptation to say angry or hurtful things about the parent in front of your grandchild, as this will not make him or her feel better. Instead, talk with your grandchild about what happened and how they feel about it. Whew, end of suggestions, and those were in brief. Uh, It is a tall order, I know. There's a legislative effort to help, and you might want to contact your members of Congress about the 2022 National Strategy to Support Family Caregivers that was presented to Congress on September 21st of 2022. Some background, the Supporting Grandparents Raising Grandchildren Act, known as the SGRG Act, was signed into law on July 7, 2018, and one of its aims was to heighten visibility and address the need for better support, information, and services to assist kinship families and grand families. After extensive and broad input, the 2022 National Strategy was developed. It includes nearly 350 actions the federal government can take to support family caregivers, and these include long-term care of family members with disabilities, as well as kinship and grandfamilies. And more than 150 actions that can be adopted at other levels of government and across the private sector to begin to build a system that ensures family caregivers who, by the way, provide the overwhelming majority of long-term care in the U.S., uh, to ensure that they have the resources they need to maintain their own health, well-being, and financial security while providing crucial support for others. Another trend in providing support to grand families are age-friendly communities. These aren't senior centers or nursing homes or even just healthcare environments but rather whole communities, in some cases states, committed to an intergenerational approach to living that is inclusive of all ages of its citizenry. ARP, in fact, now has a program by which communities, with the endorsement and commitment of their elected leadership, can elect to join the ARP Network of Age-Friendly States and Communities. So far, California, Colorado, Florida, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, and the U.S. Virgin Islands have enrolled as state or territory members. ARP states, quote, We believe that communities should provide safe, walkable streets, age-friendly housing and transportation options, access to needed services, and opportunities for residents of all ages to participate in community life." Participation in the network involves following a multi-step process of improvement in eight, what they call, domains, housing, outdoor spaces and buildings, transportation, communication and information, civic participation and employment, social participation, respect and social inclusion, and health and community services. There is no fee to join the ARP network of age-friendly states and communities, and communities enroll individually as part of a region or as a state. So, intergenerational living. The advantages are well documented. Satya Mulani, a blogger on changingaging.org, 
writes and explains it in part this way, quote, While elder family members have the ability to serve as a resource for wisdom, support, and advice based on their past life experiences, younger individuals have just as much to offer to them. Younger family members have the ability to provide up-to-date insights socially and technologically. We all know about having trouble with your computer, you know, call your 12-year-old grandchild. Uh, They can also uh, provide unconditional love, support, and encouragement to their older loved ones. With the recognition of this symbiotic relationship, bridging the gap between these two generations can be beneficial for society as a whole. Milani continues, most older adults are considered to be in the final stage of psychosocial development in which one considers their productivity and accomplishments over the course of their life. When one is successful in this stage, they achieve the virtue of wisdom. This comes with accepting one's life and its endeavors while also finding it to be meaningful and complete. Continuing to quote Mulani, Likewise, older adults gain the opportunity to share their skills and learn about the contemporary youth and their behaviors and personalities. Results of these programs, talking here about intergenerational programs, have shown improvements in younger individual self-esteem, interest levels in subjects such as language arts, attendance rates in schools, and in their literacy levels. Older adults also reported a uh, 56% positive change in attitudes toward children and a 73% increase in overall satisfaction with life and well-being. Milani notes that Quote, the key to a successful intergenerational model is to build mutual meaningful relationships between the generations in which both generations feel like they have something to contribute and gain from the relationship. By the way, you don't have to be in a, an intergenerational familiar relationship to benefit from these, uh, these benefits uh, because many senior programs have an opportunity to interact with younger people. To sum it up, it would seem that even if we don't live with our grandchildren, even if we don't have grandchildren, young and old can learn from each other and create more productive and happier lives living intergenerationally. Thanks so much for listening. Resources will be posted as usual on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. Have a great week. You have been listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. Tune in wherever you receive your podcasts with new episodes every Monday morning. You can leave your comments by downloading the Podbean app to your device and on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. I'm Paulette Lee. I hope you found this program worthy of your time.